Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Join in on the conversation by calling us on 0891-104-207 or 011-714-4045, 011-714-2788. You can also WhatsApp us on 0614-104-107. We are also available on uh, SMS via 41391. SMSs are charged at 150. On social media platforms at SAFM Radio at Patricia N. Nduli. Don't forget the hashtag SAFMLNC. In our health conversations, we are speaking anti-aging. We know that certain people say, ah, I'll never get there when they're in their 20s. But once we reach our 30s, you start feeling it and seeing it every time you look into the mirror. To talk to us about uh, the possibilities of actually slowing down the aging process, Dr. Mel Lambert, who is the founder and owner of the Center of Wellness. Thank you very much for joining us, Dr. Mel. It's not Patricia. Thank you very much for joining us, Dr. Mel. Great. Thank you. Excellent. How how can I help tonight? (laughs) Well, I'm sure there's a lot of ways that you can help. Is there such a thing as anti-aging? And if there is, I would like you to please just take us through some of the options that females and males have. Absolutely. I must admit, a lot of us in the industry do tend to feel that the word anti-aging is a little bit negative. It's almost like there's something wrong with aging. And I think the very first thing that we need to embrace is that it happens to everybody. So I like to think more of positive aging or aging well. But for the sake of the discussion, let's call it anti-aging. And yes, there is so much that we can do depending, I guess, on your ethos and what you believe and how far you want to take it. Now, when you talk about positive aging, you make it sound so graceful. And I think I like that. It sounds like a good bottle of wine, you know, Uh, (laughs) the older it gets, the better it tastes. Absolutely. (laughs) But now let's talk about um, some of the options that are available. And I'd like us to firstly talk about the ones that are safe to use, Mm -hmm. because we have seen and also heard that some of the options out there are not necessarily safe on our skin, on our bodies, for our immune systems and the likes. Absolutely. So I guess in the anti-aging realm, we can, there is an absolute range from very light and easy and something that you can just dip your toes in all the way through to the more invasive procedures at the other end of the spectrum, which include going as far as surgery. I think if we look at something light and easy to start with, we're looking at something at home, a home regime that is healthy and good, using good anti-aging products, Um, And specifically, you're going to think I'm crazy, but if you have a very small budget and you had to pick only one thing, I'm going to say your best investment would actually be a really good quality sunblock. And I know that sounds crazy, but one of the most powerful aging tools in our environment is the sun. So the best thing that any man, woman or child can do every day is to protect their skin with a really beautiful sunblock. And these days, sunblocks go way beyond just being... Um, a greasy white cream that you rub on. They're very elegant. They're almost like makeup. They come in compacts with colors and tints. Um, they come oily and drier for the more um, for the more oily skins. And they're quite elegant and truly are, I believe, the absolute base of the pyramid of anti-aging. If you're not putting a sunblock on, 
365 days of the year, you're not anti-aging. You're leaving out the most important part. How do we then qualify a good sunblock, as you have mentioned? Mm. So sunblocks come with a whole lot of different... Obviously, they're chemicals. They need to be chemicals in order to filter out the UV rays of the sun. Otherwise, they don't work. So the, you have to kind of embrace a little bit that you are putting a chemical on your skin, but the chemical has a point to it. And as I said, it absorbs UV radiation that we don't want to penetrate into our skin. So a good sunblock has, number one, got a good SPF. So I like to say that a good SPF should be around about a factor 50. Why? Because factor 50 will last long enough. Otherwise, it wears off too quickly. For me, a factor 15 or 30 just doesn't quite cut it. Um, It also needs to feel good on your skin. You've got to be willing to put it on every day. It needs to suit your skin, not cause breakouts. Um, So there's a huge amount available out there. It's a matter of just hunting for the one that really suits your skin well. So it forms an integral part of your routine. So on a small budget, the one thing that we need to do is get a very good sunblock. And then what's the other things that we can do to uh, Mm. age gracefully? Absolutely. So moving on from there, at home, we've got all the other anti-aging creams. And these days, there's so much science that goes into it. There are peptides and antioxidants and growth factors. And I think this is where um, you need help. You need a little bit of advice from somebody who really knows what they're talking about. And that's where educated professionals come in who are able to both assess your skin, look at what condition it's in, and provide you with advice on where to go from there. So a really good, the base of the pyramid is those good creams. But we all want to go one step further. You know, nobody's going to be really happy with, I'll put some creams on every morning and night and I'll be happy with that. And that's where the salons and clinics come in that offer all the various anti-aging treatments. Before before we go into the salons that offer the various treatments, I'd like us to stay at home. The home regime, we've spoken Mm. about um, what we can do externally to make sure that we are protected from aging, uh, well, not so well, and actually (laughs) aging positively. But we haven't spoken about the sort of food or drinks that we ingest that can aid in the process. Oh, absolutely. You are truly what you eat. Um, So... A healthy body and a healthy environment really do generate a healthy skin. I'm sure you've heard, and it is true, that the skin is the largest single organ in the body, and it really reflects what's going on in your body. So what you put into it in the forms of foods, and you know, fresh fruit and vegetable, or the opposite, maybe not healthy foods, how much you exercise, how much you sleep, all manifest in your skin. So I think now during lockdown, a lot of people would have felt a change in their skin perhaps. Either they're feeling the benefits of not putting on a lot of makeup every day and their skin's feeling better and fresher. Perhaps there's a little bit of stress involved and the stress hormones that surge within you can also cause breakouts and and maybe a more angry looking skin. So any time that your skin changes and looks different, it it is giving you signs that something is going on. And if you're truly in touch with yourself and your body, you can have a look and go, well, what changed? What have I done that's different? What am I maybe not looking after? Am I not sleeping well enough? So all of those form a very intrinsic um, you know, facet to looking after your skin. One that I do love very much is oral collagen supplementation. There are so many available out there now. And I must admit, in my clinic, it forms an integral part of one of the supplements that we provide for skin 
Can you explain to us what uh, the oral collagen does uh, to the skin and the body? And if there's also um, um, uh, collagens that you can apply externally? Yes, there are. So the interesting thing about collagen, if you, if you understand the molecule, you'll, you'll kind of see what you can get out of it. Collagen is actually a massive molecule. It's a protein. And if you had to imagine what it looks like, it almost looks like a big, thick plait. Imagine hair that's plaited, a big, thick plait. It's very elastic, but at the same time, it's incredibly strong. In fact, weight for weight, it's stronger than steel. So it's incredible. I mean, that's what your skin is made of intrinsically. However, as we age, from about the age of 35, we lose about 1.5% of our body's ability to make collagen year on year. So I think most of us would notice, maybe you're not there quite yet, but I'm past this, and at around about 30 to 35, you just notice a difference in your skin. You notice maybe a few more fine lines and wrinkles and definitely more elasticity to the skin. There's more, there's just more of it. And um, that is a sign that your collagen is now starting to wane a little bit. So now, is it possible to actually drink or rub on collagen? Well, understanding how massive the collagen molecule is, it's quite hard to chop it up and put it into a lotion on the skin that is able to penetrate and make any significant difference. So you really do need to be quite, um, you know, you need to look at what's in the creams that are promising that a collagen can penetrate because very few of them can. There's one or two very special brands that have been engineered to do that and the majority of collagens can't be rubbed on. So that really leaves you the alternative to drink it. So now, will drinking collagen really work? The amazing thing is clinical trials have been done on good oral collagen supplements, and they have noticed that collagen can actually be swallowed, absorbed, and integrated into key parts of the body, which is not only just skin, but even as far as, saying, joints and, and muscles. So the clinical evidence is there that it is possible You just have to make sure, firstly, and most importantly, that the dose that you swallow each day is a good enough dose. And the clinical trials show you need to drink about 10 grams of collagen a day. The good good supplements, it generally would be about one to two scoops of a dry powder or a large tablespoon of some oral collagen supplements that are liquids. So you do need to make sure that you swallow enough of it. I, I was a bit unsure when I first heard about collagen. I thought, well... You know, I'm, I am a meat eater. I'm not a vegetarian. Surely I get enough protein in my diet. Why do I need to swallow collagen mm. as well? The interesting science behind it is when you're eating a nice steak or a piece of chicken, you're eating certain amino acids and peptides that make something similar. So it, it provides um, food for the muscles of your body. The interesting thing is collagen doesn't come from muscles. It comes from tendons. It comes from ligaments, and generally when we're eating, we will tend to throw those away. We don't make that as part of our food because they're quite hard to digest and chew. The the oral oral collagen supplement companies actually break down that very special fiber in there, those collagen fibers, and make it into a digestible form that you are now able to swallow in a powder. So you're definitely feeding a different kind of collagen or different kind of protein to your body, which will definitely boost your hair, your skin, your nails, and any form of regeneration that needs to occur. Excellent, Dr. Maula. Let's come back with more after this. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Dooley.
We are talking health conversations with Dr. Mel Lambert, who is the founder and owner of the Center of Wellness. And uh, the discussion at hand is uh, positive aging or aging well, as Dr. Mel has corrected us in saying. <laughs> if you'd like to join in on the conversation, you can get hold of us by calling us on uh, 0891 104 207 or 011-714-405. On WhatsApp, you can get us on 0614-104-107. Dr. Mel, let's go to the WhatsApps. Yeah. Uh, hello's. I'm just asking, is it advisable for a person to mix different types of anti-aging lotions? And then uh, the second question, can a a man use uh, these anti-aging lotions as well? Because I see predominantly people that are using uh, these uh, anti-aging lotions are female. Okay, so Dr. Mal, um, I'm sure you heard that question. Can males mm-hmm. also mix various concoctions of anti-aging and uh, use them? Absolutely. Um, so, for example, in my clinic, I stock eight different brands of products. And now why would I do that? Because I do believe every skin is different. They have different needs. And it's sometimes important to use a special type of cleanser, for example, from one range and mix it with a serum from another range. So I actively do this. I mix and match a a bespoke group of products for a patient based on their skins. And very much, I do need to agree that men fall very much in the category of um, anti-aging, those in need, who will need products and, and improvements to their skin. So men definitely need a good cleansing of their skin day and night because their skins tend to be a little bit oily. And like everybody, we're exposed to the environment, we're exposed to exercise, for example, and both in the morning and the evening, specifically with men, having that extra layer of oil, it's important to gently take it off with a good quality cleanser. And then most product houses make a lighter anti-aging cream that is not quite so, if I can say, thick and gloopy, so that men find it more acceptable to put it on their skins. And very much, I've seen dramatic changes in men's skin under the influence of good anti-aging creams. I may sound biased right now, but every time I look at a man who's my age, and trust you me, I'm still under the age of 35, but when I look at a man my age, I always feel so intimidated because men just don't age as rapidly as we do. They don't. Why it's is a reality. <laughs> you, you know, they have more collagen in their skin. They're more robust. That's number one. And believe it or not, Um, their beautiful beards, their facial hair have an amazing capability to actually form little structural supports in the skin. So the hair coming through almost forms little struts that if you look at women around their mouths, we tend to get lines quite quickly, whereas men at the age of 50, 60, 70 barely have any lines. And it's a lot to do with that beard that's actually providing moisture and hydration and structural support. On top of that, they're very good, most men, at shaving. And shaving is the most beautiful form of exfoliation that they're doing almost every day of their lives. So they're doing very subtle things to anti-age without even realizing it. And one last thing, unfortunately, lucky for men though, they have this beautiful level of testosterone that stays quite strong in their bodies for a long time. And testosterone is very anabolic. It builds things. 
so part of that is to keep their skin very strong and hydrated with lots of sebum. So definitely, men do age slower and they oh do age Lord. better. Oh it's Lord not Mal. fair, but it's true. You know, Dr. Mel, I want a beard right now. <laughs> so at <laughs> no, least you I don't. can look like my counterpart. <laughs> no, you don't. I'll help you another way. Yeah. Please don't grow a beard. I'm definitely coming to your clinic. Trust you, me. <laughs> Let's, there's also another issue here. We've looked at the different genders. Let's look at different race groups. Is it true yes. that certain race groups age slower than others? I mean, if you look at Asian people, especially Chinese and Japanese uh, people, when when you you look at a forty year old who, or, or even a fifty year old who's uh, Japanese or Chinese, they look like a twenty year old any other race. And you you ask yourself, what are they eating? What are they doing that's different? Or is it just purely um, good luck on genes? Well, we do talk about genes versus routines, and definitely genetic different pop, uh, dif- different genetic populations age differently. Firstly, the more melanin you have in your skin, so the darker your skin is, your skin actually ages a little bit better. You tend to get wrinkles a little bit slower. So a lot of the ethnic populations in South Africa have this beautiful benefit of not getting deep lines very quickly. So that's one benefit. But we do age differently. Sometimes the darker your skin, and here we're once again talking about more Mediterranean skin, Asian skin, um, you're tending to be more pigmented. So at the slightest little um, nick or a little pimple that you squeeze, for example, pigmentation comes really quickly. So, And pigmentation is really difficult to deal with because it's so multifactorial. There's so many reasons why you could be getting that pigmentation. So we age differently. Some age faster, yes. Some seem to age slower, but we have different skin concerns in different, in different race groups. So I must admit it's a real challenge. Every patient that comes in, you have to treat them as an individual, assess their skin, and definitely part of that is what race group they come from. And then the routines that we talk about is what you're exposed to. How exposed are you? Um, For example, let's say a gardener or a a landscaper is going to have a very different exposure rate to somebody who spends 12 hours a day in an office. So there's so many things affecting how quickly or slowly we age. And part of that is definitely race and skin color. Well, I'll tell you something. On my WhatsApp, I've got uh, some people saying, well, this is Steve. He's saying, good evening, doctor. I think a good oil massage um, often keeps your body and mind relaxed and will be an added rejuvenation. And then on the other hand, uh, someone says water and stop smoking or alcohol works well for men. With those, let's go to Anonymous uh, on the line. Anonymous, thank you very much for being patient and warm welcome to you. Good evening, Patricia and your guest. Excellent, Anonymous. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm one of the, I would like to pose a question to the doctor. Uh, by the way, I'm a, I'm a person living with, with alcoholism now. Yes, now, with albinism, you know, yes. People with, uh, sorry? With albinism. Well, with alpinism, yes. yes. Yes, okay. And that is how to, how, how God created me, but I can't put a blame on him for his nature. Yeah, now I just want to ask for a doctor, is it a good uh, uh, treatment that I'm currently getting? At one of the state hospitals in East London, I'm 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 receiving on a monthly basis a uh, sunscreen and an aqua stream uh, from the state hospital. And I'm not uh, have the medical aid currently. Now, uh, and secondly, the second the the second last question is that uh, I'm currently seeing the the dermatology at the Cecilia Makiwan Hospital in 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 Tanzania where I'm based. Now I'm seeing the doctor, the current dermatologist, 
once a year, once annually. So uh, other 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 months, I'm collecting the medication. So I'm not I'm not sure if it's good enough to 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 to, to review or to monitor the skin of a person living with alpinism once a year. But but compared to a previous dermatology that I usually see here. She usually sees me each and every each and every six months just to check my skin and then uh, continue with the medication for my skin. Thanks to Thank you very much, Anonymous. Uh, Listen online uh, so that the doctor can be able to uh, respond. So, doctor, is the, you know, the routine that uh, um, Anonymous is getting for uh, the treatment of his skin um, sufficient? No, it's very difficult without without seeing the patient myself to be able to comment uh, directly on it. Um, I'm going to say, and I'm going to go back to the same thing, that Probably the most important thing for this gentleman is to wear a very good sunblock. It's going to be the one thing that will protect his skin going forward and look after his skin against the elements because he will have a particularly sensitive skin. And sometimes a sunblock is not enough. Um, you know, covering up, finding a really funky hat, something that you look really good in, wearing sunglasses, and not to hide. It's just to protect your skin because um, the UV radiation on a skin with albinism is quite harsh. Um, Looking at how often your skin should be checked, I think an absolute minimum should be once a year. And I think I would probably be more comfortable with twice a year just so that you can pick up any concerns quite early. So I think a a six-month routine would be a really good way to go. Dr. Mel, as we wrap up, um, we haven't even gone into the clinical side of uh, yes. being um, of anti-aging. But perhaps, side. yeah. But perhaps let's give it just like uh, two minutes, and then we wrap yes. up. Great. So you'd like to know a little bit about in-clinic treatment? Definitely. Okay, great. So, um, being an aesthetic general practitioner. That means I do non-surgical work. So I'm not a surgeon. I don't have um, the opportunity to do facelifts and, and eye lift surgery, for example. So I have to rely on modern technology and what's available. And in my clinic, what is available is a range of beautiful, generally uh, fruit acid peels that, are, that range from very light and polishing and rejuvenating all the way through to the, do- the deeper peels that are more skin-transforming. Um, taking away darker pigmentation, for example. And that forms very much a key basis to what a lot of people do. Mixed in with that is um, the fact that skin loves to be pricked. It's the weirdest thing. So microneedling um, in a controlled environment by somebody who knows what they're doing is one of the most potent ways to keep your skin awake, alive, and rejuvenated from that magic age of around about 35 when your skin starts slowing down, you need to say, no, my dear, wake up, keep things going. And the best possible way to do that in a very safe way is with microneedling. In my clinic, possibly the, the more advanced and, and maybe stronger things to do is to use laser in various forms. Um, there's laser that reduces skin pigmentation. There's laser that reduces skin wrinkling. Um, and, and they come in very many different forms. Some of these lasers are very good on light skin only, and others can delve a little bit into darker skin. But darker skins don't often like laser very much. It's very, it's very touchy because they can pigment quite easily under the influence of a hot laser. But those are the kinds of treatments available these days. Science has come so far in what we can do in just 20 years. And uh, most of my patients 
have a 12-month routine. You come into the clinic one hour every month. That's all that you need. You do one simple treatment, and you keep your skin in tip-top condition. My goodness, I'm so enticed. I feel like coming straight to your uh, <laughs> your clinic Can't and getting all these beautiful treatments. Are you open right now during lockdown? Are you deemed as essential oh, services? It's a very, very interesting time. We're definitely not considered, in Level 5, definitely not an essential service. And I think this falls for most um, aesthetic pr- uh, practitioners and definitely salons where there's no doctor involved. I think we've been very lucky that in Level 4, We've been able to open up in a limited way and do the, the, the more stronger medical treatments where patients have chronic skin conditions that can't wait five or six months. They will regress very badly. So we're being very careful and very responsible in treating only patients that really need help right now. But that doesn't stop you from starting off with a really good home regime, finding that really beautiful sunblock out there, and trying to get a plan together of what your skin concerns are so that when everything opens up again, you can go out and find your skin specialist and launch in a beautiful new routine to get that beautiful skin that you're looking for. Excellent. Thank you so very much, Dr. Mel. Uh, maybe uh, your contact details or website where people can be able to be in touch oh, with you. Oh, that would be lovely. So my, my website is centerofwellness.co.za. And everything that you need to know is on there. It's a great website with lots of information and all the contact details you need. Thank you so very much. Thanks so much for having me tonight.